0: Imagine. Imagine a world where greed is pointless. Everyone has all they need. Why hoard food when you already have all you can eat? What's the point of having more of anything than someone else when you already have all you need? Imagine the unimaginable. Imagine the world without money. Fred's Front Porch Podcast is made possible by our patron saint, Edith Keeler, our unofficial patron saint, Miss Maudie Atkinson, our producers, Hermione Granger and Coralie Day with Scott Knight, the people on the porch, and listeners like you. Welcome, fellow traveler, on this rock tumbling through space, I'm Fred, and this is my front porch. Come on up and sit for a while. There are ideas to be discussed on this old set of nicely nailed together boards. Enough. A world without money. I know, the thought is staggering. Interestingly, while there are 7.7 million other species on this planet, we're the only ones who ever needed money. Sharks don't pay each other for food. Lions don't loan each other money at 7.9% interest to partake of this evening's zebra. An earthworm never paid for the privilege of slithering through the earth. We're unique. You can say that the only reason we work is to make money, and in the world in which you and I live, that's probably true. But we've been on the planet, in one form or another, for as long as... 300,000 years and we've used money only for the last 5,000 to 40,000 years depending upon whom you ask. In any case we went more than a quarter million years without it. True, we began to advance more quickly when money showed up on the stage but I have confidence we could have found another way. Even if that's not true it has certainly outlived its usefulness. We have continued to evolve, and our social systems are lagging behind our technology. We assume that it is natural, in fact unavoidable, to be greedy. We want more than we need today in case we start running low tomorrow. I understand that. I just ordered nine... 36 packs of Diet Pepsi because Costco had a good deal and I don't want to run out before my next paycheck. I wouldn't do that though if I didn't have to worry about when I would have money again. Why take up all the space on my counter if I can get more whenever I want it? I would have enough around for today, probably tomorrow, and if I had plenty of room, maybe as far as next week. But only because I'm too lazy to push the buttons on my phone to order more every day. Beyond that, there would be no point. And I just used the evil word, didn't I? Lazy. We've been taught to believe the greatest virtue is work. Work earns us money. Money buys us freedom and progress. Laziness is a sin. If everyone were freed from the chase for dollars, we would lie around all day and do nothing. Nothing, 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 Except, I don't think we would. I don't know about anyone but me, as Jackson Brown so eloquently put it. But when I have enough, I become truly productive. I spend my time writing. I spend it enjoying other people's art. There's no crime in watching Netflix or reading a book or listening to music. I stare sometimes at the paintings in my house and let them fill me with emotions I can't quite name. None of these activities is laziness. They are all pieces that go into making my life meaningful. They nourish my soul. What would you do if all your time belonged to you. I know several people who would create arts and crafts. I know others who would smoke weed all day and think about someone they love. The man who saved my life would probably be producing the greatest podcast in the world. He's younger and has more energy than I do, and he possesses technical skills that blow mine out of the water. Sadly for us. He has to spend most of his time chasing the money he requires to feed his family. What he does is helpful, to be sure. I would like that to be, however, something he chooses to do, rather than something he is forced to do. I have a friend who makes money sitting around playing a video game, and I'm happy for him. Video games aren't my gig. But they are absolutely an art form, and I'm impressed by the creative effort that goes into producing them. Experiencing art enhances one's life. It gives the artist a little touch of immortality. Shakespeare is around more than four centuries after his death. The paintings on my wall, in their original forms, are more than a hundred years old, and Van Gogh is still with me. Yes, minor copies, and I have great respect and gratitude for the people and technology that created them. Long after I'm gone, my original Agnew painting of Speedy Shine will be staring out at someone who needs a little love. My uncle's paintings will still bring a sense of wonder long after he's gone. The people who created Gary's video game will be remembered centuries after anyone is playing their games anymore, if not by name, then by the fruits of their labors. The person who created Pong opened the door for the most advanced video games you'll ever play. I have no doubt that those artists made some money, but I don't think that was their primary motivation. If no one ever had to go to work again, what would we do? I have no doubt someone would try to create a better video game. Not for the money, but for the experience of playing something even cooler. They do it now. Mods are available for nearly any game, and few people make money creating them. We would free scientists of every sort to work on what interests them, We'll never know how many Einsteins or Hawkings we lost to Circle K and McDonald's. How many times has the next Marie Curie asked customers how they would like their steaks cooked? And if we freed these folks to work on the questions that fascinate them, no one would need to do these jobs anymore. We can automate nearly anything now. And we're getting more efficient at it all the time. When was the last time a cashier rang you up at Walmart? Instead of hating automation, we should herald it as the first step into a world where money is irrelevant. It allows humans to be free to turn our attention to our passions. We don't have the resources for everyone to have whatever they want. I'm sorry, but that's simply not true. We do have enough food and shelter for everyone on Earth, and if we made better use of our resources, we could preserve the planet a little longer. That's really the biggest problem we all share. If we continue down this path, it won't be long before we exhaust those resources. We've done sufficient damage to the environment that within less than a decade, we'll be fighting wars over water. Forget gold, water is the source of life. We're only a few years away from the Colorado River being unable to supply us with the water we need in Arizona. What will we do then?
1: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, or good night, whatever time of dimension that you're in. This is Chris. I'm filling in for a moment to give you a commercial. And I'm not very good at one of these, but Fred asked me to step in and give you guys a commercial so I do the best that I can. But some of you may already know, and those of you that may not know, um, Fred is in the hospital right now, uh, due to, uh, unexpected situation, and he's getting all patched up and fixed up, and he'll be back home soon, uh, which is really, really nice, I'm looking forward to that, I know he's looking forward to that, I'm looking forward to that, so, yes, um, But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. This is your supposedly commercial that I could never do as good as he does, as much as the times that he does do them that are just wonderful. I I just can't pull it off. But, hey, I could do my own commercial of my own show or something like that. But then, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to give you guys an update. He's doing very, very well. Um... So looking forward to a couple days from now, I believe he'll be coming home, which is so, so good. Um, But he is good. And those of you that are following along on Facebook, uh, it's much appreciated. So I am Chris, and Fred ended up getting me into doing podcasting. He was like, yeah, you need to do this. I was like, oh, okay. So here I am now doing my own show and my own show is interstellar frequency the only problem is it's a little difficult to get in and do you know a show every now and then because i'm out working and driving a truck so i'm always on the fly and i can't always do a, a show which really is a bummer but that's okay i'll i'll do one when i can but those of you that may have known the story um it starts with free day that's the episode that fred and i did together and now leading on to a podcast of my own so if you guys would like to check that out just type in interstellar frequency somewhere in google you'll find me as long as you see the galaxy in the background and it says interstellar frequency that's me so without further ado Back to Fred's show.
0: I'm not smart enough to solve this problem, but other people are. I don't want them to spend their lives asking if I would like fries with that. I want them to figure it out. So do you. Whatever it is you love to do, you can't do it without water. When the wars come, millions more will die. Wars exist because they make money. People are specially trained to kill people so that people can make money. Children are in cages so that people can make money. Borders are guarded by people with guns so that people can make money. Religions are founded and then crumbled so that people can make money. All of this because someone, somewhere, doesn't have enough. I've had enough Enough, of war and destruction and bloodshed. I've had enough of racism and misogyny. I've had enough of hatred. I hope you have too. I have enough food to eat today. I have enough diet Pepsi. I have enough weed. I have enough insulin. I have enough. I have no desire for more. I would certainly take it if someone offered it to me, but I don't need more. Not tonight. I hope you have all you need, too. People aren't naturally greedy. I made my first spare ribs in a crock pot tonight because another writer I barely know likes my work and she gave me both the meat and the appliance. This is who people are when we give them enough. I will need more when what I have runs out. If I've done everything correctly, That won't be until my next money arrives so I can get more. It's not that the planet can't provide me with enough right now. It's that we've decided I'm not allowed to have it until I have more money. I suspect you're in a similar situation. Millions in my country and billions on my planet don't have enough to eat tonight. We have the resources but they don't have the money. When everyone has enough, there's no more reason to fight wars. There's no more reason to steal when you already have enough. Why would you need to kill? Enough allows us to learn, explore, and thrive. We can pursue our passions. We can learn to love more completely. And isn't everything finally about love, whether it's the love of art or the love of romantic partners or the love I share with speedy shine, it's all still about love. Love is what brought most, but not all of us into existence. It has nurtured most, but not all of us. It needs to be there for everyone. I promise love is not a finite resource. It's love that brings me to my keyboard, thence to my mic, and thence to your eyes and ears. Love is what brings us together. And love doesn't require money. Sarah Nimitz is telling me to shine while I write. And the recording to which I'm listening was made in February of 2020, just before the pandemic hit. And she dedicated the song to me that night while I sat in the audience. She is, at this very moment, bringing me back the feelings I had then. I can see my former roommate sitting next to me, catching the glow of me shining in the light of Sarah and Snuffy's music. I'm not crying, Sarah says at the end of the song. My makeup's just running. Of course she wasn't. Of course I wasn't. Certainly my former roommate wasn't. And uh, Valerie Bertinelli will be texting me to invite me to dinner tonight. Art has this power. To deny the world of artists because they're chasing rent and groceries is a crime against humanity. We're all fortunate that Sarah makes enough money from her art to sustain her. How many Sarahs, though, will we never hear because they don't have enough to do what Sarah does? Why should we lose them when we really do have enough? Enough, 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 enough. How do we get there? We begin by recognizing that we are all travelers on this rock tumbling through space. We're not Americans and Russians and Mexicans and Jews and Christians and Muslims and white and black and brown. We're not male or female or something in between. We're humans, full stop. Anything else is arbitrary and meaningless. Start with that idea. As deeply rooted in your consciousness as the Puritan work ethic is now. Challenge yourself to imagine something different. Imagine enough. I'm one, you make two. Now we need to get one country to decide that borders are a waste of time and resources, and then another needs to join that country, and another, and another, until the world has become one. Then we use our resources to provide everyone with enough. We put our best minds to work on the problem of freeing us from the work no one wants to do anymore. They're done designing weapons of mass destruction and algorithms that will allow them to corner some market or make more money for some hedge fund. These extraordinary thinkers get to work out how to repair the damage we've done to our environment. They can figure out how we're going to break the speed of light so we can go explore strange new worlds. Perhaps some of us could visit the places the James Webb Telescope has recently revealed to us. We might learn to manipulate time. Whom could we meet in space? Humans will learn to cure diabetes, so I won't have to go to the hospital anymore. They'll cure cancer. They'll help us to live for centuries and longer. They can devote their minds to figuring out how we can get along with others instead of how to kill them. Competition is left to the games we play for entertainment. Cooperation becomes common. There are no more patents or copyrights because no one needs them. We all have Enough. Enough, 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 enough. Is this world possible? Of course it is. We just need a little imagination. It was John Lennon in music, one of the most powerful and universal forms of art, who asked us, imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do, nothing to kill or die for, and no religion too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. You, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will be as one. Imagine no possession. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger. A brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. You, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will live as one. John Lennon, Imagine, 1971. John Lennon did his part. I've done my part. Now you do yours. on Fred's Front Porch Podcast. Chapter 4 In which Eeyore loses a tail and who finds one? The old grey donkey, Eeyore, stood by himself in a thistly corner of the forest, his front feet well apart, his head on one side, and thought about things. Sometimes he thought sadly to himself, Why? And sometimes he thought, Wherefore? And sometimes he thought, in as much as wit. are some of the most important people in my life. Without them, I would never be able to make it to the end of the month. One of them sends me grocery money every month. Another bought me a brand new desktop so I can keep doing this show for you. A third bought me groceries more expensive than I would ever consider buying for myself, including spare ribs I didn't have an oven to cook so she sent me a crockpot, too. And all of them helped me to pay for the day-to-day expenses of living. Without the people I'm about to name, there would never be a Fred's Front Porch podcast. More than the money that keeps me alive, they all give me something even more valuable. Their time. They listen to my show and they give me a reason to keep doing it. They're allowing me to fulfill my lifelong fantasy of making money as an artist, and my gratitude to them is without boundaries. Obviously, many of these are not the real names of the people helping me. Lots of people like to be anonymous, and we respect that here on Fred's Front Porch. These are the people on the porch. Our patron saint is Edith Keeler. Our unofficial patron saints are Miss Maudie and Boo Radley. Our producers are Coralie Day with Scott Knight and Hermione Granger. Our top patron is Sherlock. The mystery patron. Our other patrons are, Love of My Life, Marie Janicki, Sandy Brower, Kevin Boyce, and Joe March. Our sponsors are Elizabeth Jones, Gabby from the Netherlands, Alex Oliphant, Jake Margarum, Stacy Height. Frau Bluka. Greg Royball, Robert Blomker II. Cindy Mandel. Amos Stewart. Phil Parkman. Carrie Dedeo. Judy W. Morris. Chris Donley. Corey Pluard. Pavel Shabayo. Claude Burt Lansden. Virginia Rupert. Scott Shelby, Natalie Fredrickson, Elizabeth Bennett, Zaref, and our newest sponsor is Shoshana Edwards. Shoshana, welcome to the porch. We're all very glad you're here. Our supporters are Glenn Elfman, Stephanie Hansen, Kim, Deborah Rice, Jamie Sassey, The Lady in the Doorway, MJ, Roxanne Wolf, Michelle Sylvester, Sarah Nimitz, John G., Christine L. Patterson, Mark Rosma, and our first supporter was and is Jereen, And let's not forget Susan Oski. Our anchor supporters are... Cindy Mandel, Corey, A.A. Milne, and John Donovan. Thank you all for making my life possible. You are the stars that help me to shine. Thanks for letting me share my thoughts and ideas with you. Get your episodes of Fred's Front Porch early and commercial-free on Patreon. And now, check out our new website at fredsporch.info. There's no punctuation, and yes, it bugs me too. But welcome to the internet. I'll talk to you next week.